1: Ladies and gentlemen, you are now entering the Second big Comics Podcast, starring Mark Laird and Rimsel Martinez. Is she as sensational as they claimed she would be? That's right. Today, we're jumping into a new segment for SPC TV a preview of what you can go ahead and listen to if you're a Patreon supporter for $5 or more a month, getting access to exclusive shows, interactive opportunities, and way, way more perks. Welcome back. I am the remarkable Remza Martinez bringing to you live. The, well, not live. Well, you know, we, we could be it's live, live for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm it live. Be, it could be live in the moment, I guess. The miraculous Mr. Mighty Mark Claire. Mark She-Hulk is here.
2: And oh my God, it's... um. Before we get into She-Hulk, I just want to praise, or, or yeah, praise, I think praise, yeah, praise a phrase you just used. Uh, interactive opportunities. I, re- I really like that. I li- really like that description of our monthly calls with, uh, with our journey into mystery and above-level patrons. I'm going to start using people,
1: that. And fighting people in our private Facebook group, the Second Print Fan Zone.
2: It's like a very corporatized, uh, uh, yeah, a really corporatized phrase to say, yeah, where we where we meet and hang out and talk comics for a month. Interactive opportunities. I it's like way it. yes. more
1: intimate than like, you know, the Disney character breakfast that parents will bring their children to so they could have breakfast with a costumed adult who doesn't talk.
2: <laughs> People really do that?
1: People really do that. I always thought that was creepy as a that kid. That be ne- very I awkward. Ne- I always kind of knew that. As a as like a five, six, seven year old, like those are people in costumes, but like I don't want to have breakfast with them.
2: Yeah, especially because how can they – they can't eat, right? With yeah, the so, they, so they just on. stare so, at you with those so dead <laughs> eyes. Got this, so you just have this creepy Disney mascot staring at you until you finish your meal and that's and you, then you pay for that. Could you imagine the
1: person sitting inside the costume watching you eating <laughs> as they have to go from breakfast to breakfast to breakfast that morning, not being able to eat with you?
2: I hope they got an energy bar before that first breakfast or something. I don't know. What would be worse, being hungry? through that whole time and having to watch all these kids eat or having to pee the whole time <laughs> having to be
1: having to pee because nothing's worse than, than pee. i mean i don't know if those people get a refund or if you get docked for for not being fully interactive whatever you know sitting there in that giant
2: interactive house. opportunities maybe yeah. we should make people pay to for us to have breakfast with them i i had this so i, I am I very fun this. at a champagne brunch people
1: i had a I had the opportunity to live in Australia as a kid. And in Australia, they have their own theme parks. And one of them is a Universal knockoff called Movie World. It's it's actually owned <laughs> by Universal Studios because they do a lot of- Hey, Mike,
2: you want to come on out to Movie World?
1: So he, here's what was awkward. My father took my brother and I there and we're eating pizza at this little cafeteria. And an actress who was pretending to be Daphne from Scooby-Doo came and started talking to us and it just felt kind of awkward because we were hungry and it's like are we in character yeah like in character it's like are we supposed to call you Daphne like are we going to have like you know deep conversations or is
2: that the wrong question to be asking
1: that's the wrong question to be asking (laughs) but you know like we were all just like okay like what do we do here like we don't want a photo you came to us Daphne now it's uncomfortable
2: like you know it's like when a stripper comes up to you, but like she's not one you're exactly eyeing or interested in, in yeah, interacting like, you know, we, with, and then she's not. talking to you, and then suddenly you know she looks at you like she wants money, and you're like, "What do you mean? I'm, I'm not interested in this." Yeah, I
1: mean, you know, this isn't this isn't the the Hollywood Walk of Fame. We're not going to tip her. It's like you know she's 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 there getting paid hourly, but it was just weird. Now it's not that. the Walk
2: of Fame or a strip club. You're not getting tips. You're not handing out tips here either way. Yeah, it was just uncalled for. I wanted to eat my pizza in peace the man just wants to eat his pizza in peace. But uh, yeah, so we will not come to breakfast with you or pizza or eat to eat pizza with you or anything like that unless you want us to and send, send us money and then we will, I guess. Yeah, that's our there's policy a, There's here. a price on everything. There is. Um, but there pizza. is no a price. Second print pod. I was going to say there's no price. There is a price. It's $5 a month. <laughs> that, that's the price um, for access to all of our thoughts on pretty much everything TV related, um, comic related, uh, we're essentially trying to do something on, I'm debating if or what I'm going to do on the Sandman series. I've watched a couple episodes. I do have thoughts on it. I do like it. I like it, but it puts me to sleep. And I don't know if it's a meta thing where it's, it's about Sandman, which is about dreaming and, and going to, so I don't know if that's why I fall asleep or if it's cause I'm old or if it's cause it's good, but slow. It was hard know? for me to make it through the audio book and that had actors in it. Mm, yeah. But I, I, it's like one of those things that I like it and I, and I watch it. I feel like I should like it, but I'm not like jumping to watch the next episode. You know what I mean? I feel you. Yeah. I'm anyway, not watching well, it until Labor Day. Okay. That, that, that's has that very, very interesting times that he decides to watch certain things. He will plan ahead of time. Thing. It's a three-day weekend. Do you have uh, Thanksgiving 2026 planned yet? What, do you, what are you planning to watch?
1: Bro, this is going to be the first Labor Day I don't
2: have to work. Oh, nice. Me too, actually. It, it's, uh, well, yeah. Even the last one, the last Labor Day I worked what, was my do you last know what day. It's
1: like, do you know what it's like to have never gotten Veterans Day off and be a veteran and see all my friends who are government employees off who are off? And they're just like, Don't you have Veterans Day off? I get Veterans Day Off. I'm like, no, fucker. I've never had Veterans Day off. I've always worked. <laughs> you
2: do, and you've never held a gun. Great. <laughs> Ah, so anyway, she- this is, this is all, this is all just us trying to avoid talking about She-Hulk. But, um, now as of this recording, I have watched both episodes. Have you watched both episodes?
1: Yes. I finished okay. episode one and two and I, I will just throw this out there.
2: Underwhelmed. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about episode two, a different day. It might be the same day for us, but for, for everyone listening, it will be a different day. So we're just going to focus on episode one right now. And, um, Underwhelmed sounds like a compliment for how I felt after after watching episode one. But I, I do need to I do try to like step back a little bit and look at this stuff through the lens that of what is Disney trying to do as opposed to what I'm trying to do. And I, or what I what the kind of show that's for me. I know they're not making it just like with, with Ms. Marvel, they weren't making a show for me and you. And I think just like with that, they are not making She-Hulk attorney at law for necessarily me and you, outside of the fact that we're comic book podcast hosts, so we're going to watch everything no matter what. And maybe in that case it is for me and you. But uh, I guess that's all a long way to sort of try to find my own justification for the tone and feel of the show, which is – it's very much like – it's very sitcom-y. It's a sitcom. This is a sitcom. Yeah. It just happens to take this place in like the modern MCU. Modern Family with, with Hulks. Minus the humor, yeah. <laughs> minus the good humor. I mean, I mean, look, there are parts that were somewhat funny and, and witty, but to me, it was all overshadowed by a. Why don't I just look at my notes instead of trying to remember the things that that I was going to say? Because I took very um, not not extensive notes, but I did take notes. And well, let's just start with the beginning. How about that? Let's start with well, they they hit it right from the beginning. We meet Jen Walters. She's she's an attorney. We find out she's a Hulk. She breaks the fourth wall, talks right to the audience. Just before we go further, what do you think of the fourth wall breaking aspect of the show? Which you know, is comic accurate.
1: You know, even then I would argue with it because that was only in the comics for a little amount of time. I have Sensational She-Hulk issue one, which was her second series after the Savage She-Hulk got um canceled and it's there but I mean it didn't last forever they're trying to make her into a Deadpool type of person type of narrator but this doesn't this doesn't seem the same like something about it is just kind of off for me so I mm-hmm. I don't I don't like it in the situation and, and all my favorite She-Hulk comics and I collected She-Hulk uh, in the mid2000s during the Civil War era and I also went ahead and collected uh, She-Hulk when it was just the Hulk series in 2016, 17, and none of those had the fourth wall breaking stuff. It had all the drama, it had all the cartoony nature of it. Like She-Hulk is, I, I feel, I feel like I should state this: She-Hulk was not made for women, okay. And, and it was I, made I, for
2: young Remzo. It, it
1: was it was made for young horny teenagers. That was literally the intention of it. From the humor,
2: which is her, so weird to me, because, because threatening
1: I- to rip up X Men comics on issue one of Sensational She Hulk. That was the entire intent.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have different tastes in women, I think, but that's okay. (laughs) I I was never into the the super muscular types, especially as a kid. Like I'm looking at, I'm I'm checking out Jim Lee's Psylocke when I'm twelve. That that's what I'm going for. And Remzo's over there, uh, you know, checking out G Hulk. But that's okay because we don't have to fight. We don't have to fight over them. That's nice if we if we run into both of them. There's no there's no argument that needs to happen. We don't need to split up the split the baby, so to speak. Um, Yeah, I don't like it either. I don't like it in shows in general. I like it with Deadpool because it just fucking works with Deadpool and it works with Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool and it, it 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 wouldn't be right without it in Deadpool, but and and I agree it's like it it is it's something Peter David I believe did with the character for a bit, and it's it's something that the character has done, but it's not like this is not like the defining trait of this character or anything in the comics, so I think it is a little bit of an excuse to say, well, that's comic accurate um so i, I don't I don't like it <laughs> either, yeah, I don't like fourth wall breaking in general. The only place I like it is in the office where it's not really breaking the fourth wall because they're the context is that they are supposed to be, be, it's supposed to be. So they've set it up. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make, doesn't take me out of the story because it makes sense that they're talking to a camera and acknowledging a producer or whatever uh, in the context of the story. It doesn't make any sense in the context of She-Hulk who is turning to a camera. That's not supposed to be there. Um, Yeah, I get it. It's supposed to be cheeky. It's supposed to be fourth wall breaking, but look, I'm already having a hard enough time buying the premise of any superhero. And then I'm already having a hard enough time buying the premise and origin of this hero. And then I also have to, beyond all of that, buy the fourth wall thing. Mm, No, I'm not a fan. But anyway. Yeah, um, it it
1: just, it, it feels weird. I mean, as we go on, like the next big thing is how she gets her powers and her abbreviated origin story. It feels almost like watching an ABC pilot.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's what it it is. It's Ali McBeal.
1: Yeah, like it it reminds me of that. Like, I think they put more effort into the pilot episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. than they did into this.
2: Well, again, I still can't comment because we have not hit the $500 a month level on Patreon, at which I have pledged to watch all of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ryan Martinez, you can end this yourself with just a a small check, and I'll I'll watch every single episode. We believe in you. (laughs) This is a very specific Patreon pitch tailored for one individual (laughs) who is the brother of a host. Anyway, um, what do you think of the the rendition of the origin story of She-Hulk in this series, which is a slight variation on the comics. In the comic series, I think she was just sick or got into a car accident or something like that. uh, I think she was
1: shot. And in order to save her, um, Bruce goes ahead and gives her an emergency blood transfusion. Because they're cousins and their blood because, matched. Or yeah, so according to um, – and I always found that was kind of stupid because you'd think that the – that, you know, the the nuclear radiologist scientist Bruce Banner would know not to give his radioactive gamma, uh, you know, irradiated blood to a normal person. But the producer specifically said that they wanted it to be more accidental than intentional because they didn't want the idea of She-Hulk becoming She-Hulk to be based on her being saved by a man. Mm. And right there, it's like, you know, I would have never thought of that if you hadn't had said it. Because I actually thought that how they did it was actually more natural in a way, you know it didn't like it didn't bother me. but the fact that they went ahead and said that's why they did it, it's like, well, now I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> like the, you, the reason matters, okay? like the way they actually did it,'ll I'll say like it was fine. I don't have a problem with it, but now it's just another one of those moments where it's like, you know, I think Captain Marvel is an all right movie i would say it's one of the better mcu origin movies but why did people avoid it why do people criticize it it's not necessarily because of anything that specifically happened in the film it's because of what happened in the writer's room and how they're trying to intentionally try and inflict pain on the viewers and the fans and the people that actually make the money
2: sure yeah i mean brie larson was like basically telling half the audience they were deplorable, essentially before, yeah, like, before don't, don't the, see it this
1: is not for you cis white men and it's just like lady who do you think made captain marvel popular you're not even captain marvel captain marvel's a man okay i'll say it again captain marvel's a man he's not even the original captain marvel his name is shazam
2: well this <laughs> seems like a good transition into um the misogynist moment of the week that I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna bring up here. It's not, it's not my misogyny. It's, Hashtag um, misogyny. It's nobody's misogyny. Well, it's it's She Hulk's perception of misogyny. So I, we're gonna kind of skip around here probably because my th- my thoughts are scattered. But well, I guess we'll do the, we'll finish the origin in this version. They get into a car accident, which is caused by a Sakar ship throwback to to, uh thor ragnarok a sakar airship comes down which they don't really talk about much like they i mean we get to that later in in episode two but um and this causes uh, them to get into a car accident jen is just like hanging out with her cousin the hulk and catching up on things and asking questions about whether steve rogers has has ever had sex and that sort of thing and they get into this car accident and basically his blood just like gets on her gets in her and then mixes and Gets because they have similar overwork. genetics she just becomes a hulk essentially um which i guess it makes i guess it's less dumb than the blood transfusion because at least it was an accident in this case whereas the blood transfusion was like really dude you did this knowingly like of course she's going to become some weird freak you idiot so at least it, it makes sense that it wasn't on purpose um i thought i still thought it was kind of dumb though
1: <laughs>
2: i mean I, I i gotta
1: say it's an upgrade from i'm gonna give my cousin my radioactive blood yeah yeah that's fair, and like, like I said, I don't have a problem with how they did it. I had a problem with why they did it intentionally.
2: Mm-hmm. Did you notice too? I thought this was interesting, and and obviously, well, I, spoiler for episode two, there is a little bit of a, a teaser of something we've heard rumored, which is a World War Hulk movie. Which I, I now think it's pretty safe to say is obvious an obvious direction they're going to be going in here. I don't think they're going to do it. You don't? I, I think if they were going to do it, they
1: would have done it by now.
2: Did you watch episode two yet?
1: I watched episode. That we're not going to talk about today. I'll, I'll
0: I think
1: we're going to I don't think we're going to get World War Hulk. I think we're going to get World War Hulk-esque stuff, but we're not going to see, you know, him in the war in the War Clan and um you know, the war
2: bond and the world breaker stuff. We're not, I don't think we're going to see that. All right. Well, we can, we can theorize that in episode two, when we can talk about why we're theorizing about that. But nonetheless, I mean, even in this episode, it's this Sakar ship that comes out of nowhere and it kind of distracts them or whatever. So it's already kind of referencing uh, going back to Sakar for whatever reason. So I guess we will see what comes of all that. But um, then, you know, then we go into training mode where Hulk is like, Oh, you're a Hulk. So I guess I have to train you on this you know, little." had in Mexico that that Tony Stark had set up for me years ago, I guess, and I just the biggest thing out of the training thing is that hulk Hulk's argument is like he 's done this before it took him fifteen years to get to this point, and Professor Hulk can control his anger and this and that, and Jen, this is a classic case of everything we've talked about before um, both on this podcast and other podcasts this is the victim's journey this is the opposite of the hero's journey uh, where a character has to struggle to get to where they are and uh, face challenges and transform as a person and et cetera. Et cetera. that's the hero's journey um, that's what usually resonates with people the most this is the opposite this is where the character suffers no struggle whatsoever uh, is immediately better at bruise banner than every single thing uh, and we find out now here's the misogyny moment we find out that the reason that she she says the reason she can control her anger is because she's been controlling her anger her whole life why ramzo because she's a woman and she has been catcalled and if she was able to control her anger through being a woman and being mansplained then of course she can control this radioactive fucking super shit that happened to her of Hashtag course misogyny. she can of course she can. So that is Jen Walters' own explanation for why she is not a raging Hulk. Why she, why why she's just a better Hulk. She can control herself. She can turn into the Hulk when she wants. She can go into regular mode. She stays the same personality the whole time. And Bruce is kind of miffed at this whole thing. He's like, "What? You don't have like anger in there? You don't have you know that's that's how they get into the whole conversation about anger." Um, how on a scale of one to the dumbest thing ever, how how stupid did you think this explanation was? So
1: in the comics, the reason why Jen doesn't have her you know She-Hulk other persona like Bruce does with the Hulk and with his other personas is because she wasn't exposed to a full gamma blast she's not in the same type of strength range as the Hulk because Bruce Banner was exposed to a gamma bomb in mm-hmm. the in the MCU he was exposed to a gamma uh, blast that occurs in the lab that you see in the Incredible Hulk. So same type of deal. He's getting a full gamma dosage, whereas she's getting a, a smaller dosage that's already been kind of mixed with his blood, which means it's the gamma radiation's been diluted. But because of that, you know, she gets the Hulk powers and the abilities, but she gets more control over it because she hasn't had that infliction.
2: Um, if they, have you know, what I like that- about what you just said, Remzo, it actually makes some kind of sense. <laughs> Yeah, As opposed why, to what why? her explanation in the show is, which it's is another the dumbest situation thing the
1: where they're just like, you know, the producers once again, I think, I think this was a, this was another, you know, reveal during one of the many interviews. I don't remember. I miss the days when you didn't interview production teams and writers and directors. I miss the days when they just, Where <laughs> you, agree. Just, you, didn't well, you know never heard, they, heard of them. You, you never knew even who knew. Who knew, they knew.
2: They right. You might, you've, you've heard of directors and okay, I'm good with that, but I don't need to know. I want to you know, know about the writing team. Best boy. A But
1: they were just like, you know, this might be one of the first moments where men might get to hear a woman's real perspective. So we felt like that mattered. And it's just like, shut oh up, shut up. No, we all have
2: heard a woman's real perspective. Trust me, dude. I wish I <laughs> if you've interacted with a woman, you've heard her perspective.
1: <laughs> I genuinely wish they had gotten the, the, the staff writers from Entourage to have written the show. <laughs> That's how far to the hashtag misogyny scale. I wish this had gone because this is just like, it's, it's so patronizing. And she's such a good character. This is what's really insulting. This is, I, I will say, and you know, um, you know, this is kind of teased for episode two later as well. But like, this is some of the worst writing I think I've seen since the Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
2: I think this is far worse. This is far yeah, worse.
1: This, this actually takes the cake.
2: Like some of the comedic beats they kind of have down in a way. Like, are, are, what I have should, not what, laughed. I haven't. No, laughed. I. That's, that's what I'm saying. I haven't laughed at all. I'm just. I'm trying. I can see how it's structured in a way a comedy should be structured, but it just doesn't hit is the, is the thing.
1: Yeah. Can we talk about Captain America's virginity for a second?
2: Yeah, that's my favorite part of this,
1: <laughs> this episode by far. That's the only that's the only part I'm talking about. Uh, I'm glad that America's ass got some action. <laughs>
2: it's about damn time.
1: About damn time. They go ahead and reveal as uh, Jen is a Captain America fan that when she goes ahead and looks at his abbreviated life, when you take into account that he was on ice for so many years and immediately jumped from World War II to being in ice to, you know, dealing with world-threatening situations all the time, she wondered whether or not Steve Rogers was a virgin. And luckily in the post-credit scene for this show, they go ahead and reveal through the Hulk that in 1943 during a USO tour, Cap became a man.
2: and then what is that screenshot from the there's a screenshot of this chick that he like meets at in this uh in the scene from the captain america movie right yeah that's the fan theory that this is actually referring to an actual person that steve rogers banged yeah and she was uh yeah not bad steve-o i'm gonna say good for bad, steve-o good for him and obviously so in this universe Most people, the public anyway, doesn't know about the old Captain America thing, right?
1: They still don't know because it hasn't been revealed whether he's dead, he's on the moon, or he's on some secret mission or whatever, but they just know that Cap is... Missing.
2: Yeah. They know he's not around after the events of Endgame. They just don't know why. Yes. So, So who knows? So obviously Falcon and Winter Soldier were the ones there, and I think Bruce was there. So they all know about old Steve. But... Old Steve, in theory, is still alive in this MCU, right? Yeah, so he just lives here as some old guy now. Yeah, so they they could bring back old Steve then. Interesting, old man Cap. Yeah, I mean, I think we're definitely going to see Steve Rogers again in the MCU. If if whether it's the rumored, they rumored this series of, I think it would be a great series, six episodes. Each one deals with him returning one of those Infinity Gems. You know, give me a fucking story there. I would, I, because that, they glossed over that. Like, yeah, just returning some infinity, infinity Gems as if it wasn't, like, this monumental movie-worthy task. This is, like, a big deal, returning all those Infinity Gems. But nonetheless, we've become distracted. So, so she doesn't know. So when she's talking about Captain America living this abbreviated life, she obviously, her nor most people have any idea that actually he time-traveled and then he stayed in the past and lived a whole other life with, uh, with a name? Yeah, she yeah. doesn't know about any of that. Yeah. So he's gotten way more ass than she realizes. Oh, yeah. At least from Peggy. And there had or to be. Come on. Know. You're telling me him and Natasha didn't have, he, didn't have a did. moment?
1: No, they didn't. Because if they were going to, they Off would have camera. had it. I, I think if they were going to, I think they were trying to set that up in Captain America, the Winter Soldier,
2: but it was too obvious. Mm. Tony definitely did that, though, right? I think Tony absolutely did at some point. I like how we trans transition from J- Jen Walters uh only being able to control her anger because of misogyny straight into us um <laughs> talking about that, who is episode. banged Who that, in the MCU? That's, that's, that's
1: literally it. So we've got uh we, we've got the chick from the good place. Uh I, I never remember her name. She plays uh It's Tintana. long and complicated, but yeah. Yeah. Jemiah Jamil or something.
2: She, and she her, she's one character. Like I, I think she's a pretty good actress, and I was like, okay, was hilarious
1: in a good place. I I, yeah. I, I oh, think she's, she's probably one of the one of the actors in this film in this series where I expect more out of. Just I think it's Gemma Jamil. A, I don't get, I don't care enough. She I, I do it's know that like she's that. good though. She's got more talent than than a lot of people, so I, I think she's capable.
2: Yeah, I, I, and I was like, okay, maybe we'll get some an interesting performance out of this character. And I I I don't blame her, but it was just. You know, after this whole training montage, and you know Jen showing us why she's the way better Hulk because she went through nothing to uh, to earn that. Um, we she's in the courtroom defending a client, and Titania busts in, played by uh, I guess we're just gonna call her Jenna Jamil, who knows if that's her name or not. Uh, and She Hulk quickly, you know her her paralegal, I forget her name, is like you know turn into the Hulk. She's like, well, I can't hear right now. She's like, Yeah, yeah, we, you need to use your Hulk powers. So she turns into the Hulk, reveals herself as the She Hulk to the world. And basically, just beats up Titania with like one punch. It was very, very quick. There was no battle here, and that was it. That was all we saw. Titania. Now I gotta imagine this character has to come back. Why would they bring her in just to get punched? She, once? She's gonna. She, she's gonna be
1: the the primary antagonist throughout this season.
2: Well, I mean. Some kind of debut to, to be taken out with, in, in one fell swoop by the by the main character. I, I can't say I'm, I'm too uh, too hyped up about the threat. The NBC's impending threat. Of the Tannen did more to establish
1: a full character arc than this. <laughs> Is that the one with Slice Alone? No. Oh no, that's that's this one you told me I should. Samaritan on Amazon, which looks hard, which looks better than a lot of stuff that's coming out. Sadly,
2: you know I'm a big Slice Alone fan, so I'm probably going to check that out just to see. It looks just to good. See it. Problem is, there's so many shows, Remzo, and so little time. And every time I watch a show now, I feel like I have to podcast about it because this is what we do. We well, people's okay
1: because because Warner Brothers Discovery is killing half the shows. So oh, okay, maybe, yeah. Well, that's good. Maybe, um, maybe everything in the universe balance. That will help
2: me. That will help me a lot. I'm totally fine with that. I have no problem with half the shows dying. Um. So yeah, that, that's pretty much this this episode. Um. And then yeah, then we got the we are getting post credit scenes on all of these. So we got the post credit scenes uh, revealing that Cap got some ass. America's ass got some ass. And um, that was pretty much it. So thoughts, other thoughts. Other, I mean, like I get what they're trying to do. I, I get where they're going with this. This is more for the sitcom. They're trying to make a different show for different kinds of people with all these characters, with co- which makes sense business wise. But it's it's weird to do that in, in, a, in this connected universe to have all these different shows with all these different feels, but it all takes place in the same place. To me, that just, it, this feels out of place to what to what I see the MCU has even more so than Miss Marvel did. I actually ended up thinking it was a you know mid range show. Like I didn't hate it. It didn't feel it didn't feel out of place in the MCU to me. This feels a little more out of place than the MCU to me, just because of the over top over the top sort of attempts to say hey we're a sitcom. Hi, this is a sitcom without actually being laugh out loud funny at any point, and just the the heavy handedness with the the I mean. Look, I, I've come to accept it. We're gonna get Ray type characters now, where they have to struggle through nothing, and they're just automatically good. But to give us that, and then on top of it, give us this like explanation of, of course, she, of course, she's she can control her anger. She's a woman because
1: suddenly.
2: because she's had to deal with men like us her whole life. Like, st- please, that that's worse than what the Hulk has had to deal with. Are you fucking I, kidding me? Stop! I, just I'm stop suddenly
1: it. I'm suddenly more concerned about what they're going to do when they bring in Daredevil is, she, I'm, is, she, I'm is suddenly, he gonna get a lecture is that what's I'm, gonna happen I'm very 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 concerned um why didn't you call karen page back <sighs> listen like, Matt. i understand that you're blind but okay you know what? you've never been ghosted
2: i don't need to be blindsplained okay <laughs> You
1: ableist, yeah, no. Yeah, I mean
2: that's the main thing I'm looking forward to now is uh is the yellow and red daredevil costume. But I I I do fear what his actual role in the show will be at this point. Yeah,
1: I thought I thought that they were they were going to you know show some some talent in the writing. And so far, I mean this is this is bad. This is actually really bad.
2: Well, that's about it. How do I not even mention? How do I not even mention? The thing that was the criticism of the show from day one, the thing that they've had months to try to fix, the thing that they seemingly fixed a little bit, but, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> makes no sense to me that Jen Walters looks like a poorly made cartoon while the Hulk still kind of looks like he's supposed to. So it's like they put the effort into the Hulk looking like he's supposed to, but still couldn't get there with Jen. And it just, I, I can't get over how she just looks like she doesn't belong. I'm talking on a technical Video production level. She doesn't look like she belongs in the frame with everybody else. She, looks, she stands out too much. It, it yeah, doesn't the, look right.
1: This looks almost as bad. And another Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. reference. This looks as bad as when they brought Ghost Rider into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's like you've got this, you've got the biggest entertainment company in the world with that can just snap its fingers and print money, basically. And they couldn't have spent more time on the, the VX for Daredevil. Like it, it just, it looks, she looks, she looks Play Doh and it's just, it's just, it's, it feels weird. It feels like Plato would look better. I could, I could buy Plato. There are Xbox cutscenes that
2: are more impressive than this. <laughs>
1: like, like literally, like this is just not, this is not impressive.
2: Oh no, my, dude! My stepson has these video games that are like they look better than a lot of movies. Yeah, the animation. I mean, it's it, for real. So the, I mean, I, I've definitely seen video games that look way better than this Jen Walters animation, and that that is not an exaggeration the, or a joke. Anything,
1: or. anything Marvel Phase One, which for the record was filmed on actual film mm-hmm. before That's they a switched to completely digital. Anything from Marvel Phase One looks better than what we're getting with She Hulk. It looks better than what we've gotten with with uh, with Thor: Love and Thunder. It looks better than the last couple of films to come out. Um, you know, it's just, they, they've rushed out such, such garbage and it's, it's really like, it's starting to feel patronizing.
2: I almost feel like they're just not putting in the effort. Indeed. Well, somebody's putting an effort somewhere. I'm sure there are many, many animators and, uh, video people working very hard every day, but it's, it's not, the effort isn't getting across to me and Remzo here. So I, I think both of us are. Can we just say a thumbs down? Is that the easiest thumbs way down, to do this? Yeah. yeah, thumbs down. But because we a very love you, rotten tomato. Because we love you. Actually, we love our patrons. We we love everybody that listens to the show. But we really love our patrons. So we're going to continue to recap the show behind the old paywall uh, for those of you who do want to watch She-Hulk. God bless, so you can continue and listen and watch along with us. For those of you who have heard enough and seen enough to know that you don't necessarily want to, but you still want to hear us talk about it. Patreon.com slash secondprintpod will solve all of your woes. As always, folks, there's one
1: thing you can do despite all of that and more. It's to read comics and change change the the world. Good night, America. Adios.